Welcome to the Prince Manasseh Achu podcast. Prophet Manasseh Achu is the general overseer of the Watered Garden Church in Ghana, West Africa. Thank you for joining us for another power-packed session. Through the teaching of God's word and the ministration of the spirit, we restore God's glory in mankind. Enjoy the transformational power of God's word as you listen to today's message. Welcome to Spirit Live Broadcast with Prophet Achuma Nasser, founder of Watered Garden Churches and Manasseh Prophetic Ministries. Prophet Achuma Nasser is a key player in the ongoing prophetic revolution that is sweeping across the globe in the body of Christ for nearly two decades, restoring the voice of God back to the church and speaking the specific mind of Christ. Now, let's listen to today's message. First Timothy chapter 2. I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and the giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority. We're going to pray for the president right now. That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. For there's one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Jesus Christ, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Whereunto I'm ordained a preacher and an apostle, I speak the truth in Christ and I lie not, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and verity. I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Let's pray. Father, I want to say thank you for today. I ask that you will speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Yesterday I said in church that God has impressed on my heart that we pray. And then I taught briefly on prayer. But my emphasis was on the quantity of prayer and the quality of prayer that is needed today because of the scripture which says that the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man makes tremendous power available. It says we are able to generate a lot of power. And I was explaining that sometimes we pray, but we don't avail. Sometimes our prayers avail, but don't avail much. And I was giving an example about Abraham's prayer for Sodom. His prayer availed. Somehow he prevailed on God not to destroy his nephew, right? So God figured out that it's all because of his nephew, Lord. That's why he was praying the prayer he prayed. So God pulled him out. But his streets destroyed Sodom. But if Abraham had prevailed in prayer, Sodom would have been destroyed. Today, there's something different I want to share, still on prayer. My text says that, I therefore exhort. Now, therefore means that he has said this previously. You see, and he was talking about Jimenez and Alexander who have made shipwreck concerning their faith and not just that they have gone into blasphemy and many also had fallen prey to their deceit and Paul said he handed them over to Satan that they will learn some lessons they will learn how to blaspheme then he said I exhort therefore now the therefore is about the fact that people can put away good conscience and faith and make shipwreck 
Especially when people are young in the Lord, their conscience is so tender that the, the least thing they see can make them backslide. So the prayers for young believers should be more than any other one. Supplication for the saints, especially for the young believers, should be more. But then he also intimated certain reasons why we should pray. First, he said that prayer should be first of all, not last of all. When we push away prayer, we expend our energy on many other things. So at the time we want to pray, when we make it last, by the time we want to pray, we're already tired. So we can't give quality energy to prayer. And that's what happens most of the time. You have to reserve some of the energy for prayer. And the best way to do is to do prayer first. Because we want to finish everything in the day. Before you pray, then you pray and then you say, And the Lord and the devil, and I bind you Jesus. Oh, sorry, I, I bind you devil. You are sleeping. You see, you are tired. And justifiably so. But you see, that's why the Bible says, first of all, prayer has the first place. Must have preeminence. The apostle says, we'll give ourselves continually to prayer first. And then the ministry of the word. The word is more important than prayer, but praying is more important than preaching. The word of God is more important than prayer. But ministering the word is not as important as praying. In fact, prayer comes before the preaching of the word. One of the reasons why we have the problems we have in this life is because what is supposed to be first of all, we make it last of all. You see, your first fruit must be on prayer. First of all. You see, if you are prayed before starting the day, then you'll be able to see certain flaws in a carefully planned day. So, first of all, and then he mentioned different categories of prayer. Supplication, and it's in plural, supplications, prayers, plural, intercessions, and the giving of thanks. Is that in your Bible? What it means is that there are different kinds of prayers and different forms of prayer. Each kind of prayer has a specific purpose, specific potency, specific assignment, specific structure and system. Because people don't understand this, they pray some prayers and they don't pray the other prayers. And it limits them. There are people who don't do warfare prayer. It will just limit you. Because I'm telling you, the devil, if you don't bind the demons, they will sit down there. Jesus won't bind them for you. You didn't know that. Jesus doesn't bind demons. He said, you will cast out devils. He said, you, cast them out. Rebuke him. Resist him steadfastly. It's in your Bible. I do understand that sometimes you can just worship God and he takes care of everything. And it's true. When the anointing comes, some yokes are destroyed. It's true. It's just like when you receive Christ, most of the demons left you. And after some time, because the new environment... The new atmosphere, the things you put into your body, you know, we call something ecology. You know about ecology, the, the relation between living things and their habitats. The relation interactions between living things and their habitat, where they dwell. And he said that when you destroy the habitat, you destroy the living thing, right? When demons can feel comfortable in you again, they live by themselves. But not all of them live, you have to cast them out. That's why we cast some spirits out. 
All I'm trying to say is that everything will not take care of itself. Some of the things will take care of themselves because some of the things are byproducts of the greater anointing we enjoy. But some of the things have to be consciously dealt with by warfare prayer. The way you pray for the sick is not the same way you pray for a nation. They are two different things. Will you pray a prayer of faith for the sick and you do supplications, earnest entreaties, prolonged praying for a nation? You know why? When Daniel started to pray for Israel, the issue was already a very complex one. So he couldn't just stand and say, I declare that Israel is moving out of Babylon to captivity. I call it done in Jesus' name. That is a prayer of faith. You can't do that for a nation. Because the people had seen and God had put them in captivity for 70 years. And when Daniel started praying, the first part of his prayer was not even to fix the problem. It was to understand the situation. The angel who came said that from the day you set your heart to understand. So there are the parts of prayers that has got to do with fellowship with God and talking to God and giving to God and thanking God and worshiping God. And then inquiry, prayers of inquiry to find out what is really wrong. And then, you know, God began to show you because of what I want to show you today. I wanted to show you praying the will of God. How to pray the will of God down. And the first thing you need to understand is that prayer is based on revelation. The kind of prayer you pray is determined by your revelation. Abraham didn't know. In fact, he never saw it in any place in scripture. Because at the time, you know, we find today God said, I sought for one man. Abraham didn't know that. So Abraham's bargain was for 10 people, 10 righteous people, so that God would not destroy Sodom. He started from 50 and ended at 10. Because number one, he figured out at least there would be 10 people who were righteous, at least from Lord's house. Number two, he thought God needed 10 people not to destroy a city, but God just needed only one person. And it's interesting to know that God just did according to the bargain. God couldn't find 10 men righteous, so he destroyed the city. And Abraham will pray one prayer and beg God a little and come and pray and beg God a little. God, I beg you, let me speak once more. He couldn't come boldly before the throne of grace. Though he was in a dispensation of promise and he was called the father of faith, his revelation was little. And so it limited his prayer. But if you look at Genesis 15, God came to Abraham and said, I'm your shield and you're seeing great reward. And Abraham said to God, Okay, that's good, but what will you give me seeing I have no seed? And this Eliezer is mine heir. Tell me it's not prayer. You see, that's another problem. Tell me it's not prayer. That conversation was prayer. Though it wasn't like Abraham closed his eye and was in his closet alone. But God was talking to him. You may close your eye, change your posture, but it's the same thing. And Abraham started making demands based on the revelation. Because God had told him you multiply him and God never showed him his seed. Look, you can't pray above your knowledge of the word of God. The Bible says anybody who turns his ear from the word of God, even his prayer will be an abomination. Well, you are under grace. That doesn't apply to you. But it's still true that you can't pray above the word. Yesterday we said unscriptural prayers will not be answered. When you are a baby Christian, God answers every prayer, wrong prayers. But when you start to grow, because God wants you to now mature, he makes sure that and scriptural prayers are not answered. So you have to pray scriptural prayers. I'm saying that prayer is based on revelation. When I heard of your faith and your love towards the saints, I cease not to pray. 
you need some information to pray with. Because prayer must be based on revelation, must be based on the situation. And you need an understanding to the situation. That's why before you begin to bring your strong argument, you need to understand some things. Moses was able to prevail over God because God had revealed his true glory to him, that he is long-suffering and patient. And that Moses had found grace. And based on that revelation, Moses stood his ground to prevail in supplication. He prevailed on God. In fact, he told God, if you kill these people, wipe my name from the book of life. There was one time the Israelites sinned and God said, I'll finish them. Moses said, you can't do it. God said, I'll do it. Moses said, don't do it. God said, I'll do it. Moses said, don't do it. Say, I'll do it. It took 40 days, but Moses prevailed. 15 minutes prayer can't do that one. We call that one supplication. So we have different kind of prayers. When you're asking for a car, a shoe, a shirt, you are praying for sickness and those things, they are things that have already been done. So we call them prayer of faith. They are specific. You can't spend 10 hours praying. It's like picking a shirt on the shelf. But when you are praying into somebody's destiny, you are praying to nations, you are praying for things to be corrected, generational things to be fixed. It's a little bit complex. And let me say this to you. God doesn't just figure out your prayer and answer. He needs specifics. And that is why you have to be clear enough. And said, this is how it's supposed to be. And he gives you exactly that. Yesterday we read something from 2 Corinthians 1 verse 11. We were shocked. We were shocked what we saw yesterday. We said, if 10 people are praying, let's say, all this boy on this roll. If all these people are praying for Prophet Manasseh, let's say Prophet Manasseh is traveling, and they are praying, Father, deliver him from the trouble. Deliver him. Help him. Bless him. Anoint him. God hasn't just summed all their prayers up and say, okay, all of them are praying for deliverance and blessing. So, mass production. Answer. He answers this lady's prayer specifically when she asks, and answers this one, and answers this one, and answers this one. So, when many people are praying for you, many answers come. That one is not an assumption. We read it. It was there, black and white. Put it on the screen. Okay, when you read from the King James, you never get it. But get it from other versions, and you will know what he's talking about. Paul was talking about the great deliverance. Because when they were in Macedonia, the trouble that befell them, he said, we were delivered from so great a death. And you also helping together by your prayers for us. So that in answer to many prayers, many thanksgiving will go back to God. So what God does is that he answers all of them their prayers so that all of them will come back to thank God for the same thing they all prayed for individually. Because the prayer goes back as incense in heaven. Now, so we're saying that the first thing is that prayer is based on revelation. So, we said Paul mentioned four kinds of prayers in 1 Timothy 2. And Ephesians 5.18 says pray with all forms of prayer. It says you have to pray all kinds of prayers. Not just some. And I said that the four prayers he mentioned, supplication, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks, are not all the prayers there are, or there is. We said there is also warfare prayer, there is also prophetic prayer. We said that yesterday, right? The second thing, you know, before I give you the second key into praying the will of God, I want to just finish with this first Timothy thing. He's saying that one of the reasons why we have to pray for all men, why should we pray for all men? Why should we pray for all men? He said, 
all these kinds of prayers supplications prayers intercessions now even supplications there are different kind of supplications different levels in the supplication when you start to pray in the spirit for long in tongues you are supplicating but even that there are levels of intensity and then there are prayers look when a man is in the spirit you think he's complaining but he's praying read the psalms they start with complaints mixed with the praise and the next thing is the thing is a prophecy the psalms bible said that what does the scripture say about elias when he made intercession for israel that they've killed all your prophets and i'm left alone that thing was a complaint but paul said it was prayer he said he was making intercession romans 11. in fact we all used to think that elijah was complaining that i'm the only person left they've killed all the prophets that's the picture we have paul said he was making intercession for israel you can be so prophetic that your words are prayers. When Elijah said, There shall be no rain or dew until by my word, it was prayer. The man was not talking to God, he was talking to Ahab. But James says it was prayer. God heard and performed. He said that in the context of prayer. Now, why did Paul say we should pray for all men? Why should we pray for all men? Okay, that will come to the knowledge of that's one of the reasons Paul gave to deliver him from wicked men. Yes, why do you think God would say we should pray for all men? The man that God has called and sent in his will to go and preach the gospel, that man says, Please, you should pray for me. That God will open a door of utterance. It doesn't make sense. The man is called by God, he's in the will of God anointed to preach and the man is asking that you should still pray for him why that answers my question the reason why we have to pray for all men is all men need prayer including the one in the will of god in fact the one that is not in the will of god need more yesterday we explained that paul talked about the dispensation of grace that was given to him and the word dispensation in the original greek is the word oikonomia from which we get our word economy now etymologically which means if you take the root word of economy it simply means a household management you know the economy of a nation is talking about the resource and its distribution of a nation the financial statement of a nation how the resources are managed that's the economy and from the word household management god has an economy and in god's economy the resources that are distributed is grace Paul calls it the economy of grace, the dispensation of grace. So in God's house, what happens is the sharing of grace. They look at you, what you are doing, and then grace is a portion according to what you are doing. Tell me somebody doesn't need grace. If you are a preacher, you need grace for dove utterance. If you are weak, you need grace for strength. If you are sick, you need grace for health. So it's just a distribution of grace. That's what goes on 24 hours in the economy. And guess what does that? The prayers of men when you get into prayer you lay hold on the spirit of supplication and grace and then you begin to share it so when i'm praying for pastor Fari, in the economy of grace what i'm doing is that i'm just apportioning grace pushing sufficient grace for him for his peculiar situation so that's why we have to pray for all men but we have to pray for kings and people in authority so we can live quietly 
so we can live peacefully so he says we should pray for all men number one for kings I said everybody needs grace for kings and for all that are in authority so we can lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty this is good and acceptable in the sight of God who will have all men to be saved another reason why we pray is so that all men will be saved and everybody will come to the knowledge of God amen and amen then he went on to say so I will therefore that men pray everywhere Pray in the bus, pray in the Achimota forest, pray in the water garden chapel, pray in your washroom, pray in the guest room, pray in the hall, pray in the bedroom, pray in the boardroom, pray in the courtroom, pray in the classroom. In fact, pray everywhere, pray on the park, pray on the street, just pray. Men pray everywhere, lifting holy hands without doubt, wrath or doubt. The second key, the first one is prayer based on revelation the second one is prayer based on faith or prayer according to the level of faith let me say this to you your prayer is only as good as your faith there's no way in the bible they mention prayer and they will mention faith you see it's your spirit man what your spirit man is saying that is what is being heard your spirit mama say it first before your mouth say it so when your heart is saying it your mouth is saying it the strength of your inner man the strength of your inner man at any point in time is what we call faith and it includes your conviction your stability and the energy the intensity because we said when you pray in the spirit you pray with your spirit of course you're praying the holy ghost by your spirit man so you cannot make tremendous power available if your inner man is weak you can't generate it now you know why some people pray some prayers father in the name of jesus i pray for 10 aeroplanes by tomorrow morning the prayer is above your head you pray according to your level of faith the thing i say you don't even have a bicycle if you had some faith you would have had a bicycle but because you don't have faith for a vehicle you cannot put your mouth and say i pray and decree or i declare that tomorrow by the way even if the aeroplane is going to come by tomorrow are they shipping it or look people think that this whole spiritual thing is one big joke hey balabako sando i pray right now for 200 million houses <laughs> are you joking or something just pray for one house or two houses when your faith becomes bigger look you are into real estate so you deal in several acres of land you understand and you have so many houses so if you are praying that prayer for another 200 houses or another 500 houses it's because you are already an estate dealer and you don't need faith because that's where your experience is listen where your experience is your faith is automatic i always give this example when i'm trying to teach people for example your father deals in used cars and as a growing child you know that's what you see your father do so mama can just walk there take any of the cars even your father's friends can just when they're going for funeral they come for any of the cars and the cars are just there anybody can take and drive and come and put down anyway as a child in that family growing up do you need a lot of faith to believe god for a car you already have an automatic faith because of your experience for cars but another person 
who has never had that kind of experience, he has to gather a lot of faith to believe God for one car. Do you understand? So, when you are praying, you pray according to your level of faith, where you are. You don't pray fantastic prayers that are not according to your faith because it won't work. Because it's your faith that is going to do it. That is why sometimes before you make certain final declarations in prayer, you should have done some groundworks and based on the groundwork, in fact, we agreed that when Elijah said, there shall be no rain nor dew by my word, the guy had labored in prayer and he knows how to close and open the heavens. So when the guy was talking, he knew what he was talking about. It wasn't like he was saying something which maybe it may happen, it may not. Seasons of prayer had undergirded that declaration to make it effective. Number three, God's economy is about how grace is dispensed. I mentioned it, but let me come back to it. You see, every time you mention faith, you have to mention love. Because love is the bigger brother of faith. Look, your prayer will be limited by your understanding of love, God's love, God's grace. This life, those who ask more are those who understand what is available. Look, people are asking for some gifts. Moses said, you know what, God, you know what? I want to see your face. And God showed up. You know, God was trying to dodge. He said, but you know nobody sees my face and leaves. He said, wow. But you just told me I found favor in your sight. And God cannot lie. So, he choked the man now. He choked God. God couldn't get around it. Finally, God had to do it. And it was not possible to, because you, the glory is so much. When God passes, you will die. You melt. But Moses says, you know what? Whatever you do to do this one, you have to do it too. God had to manage to answer that prayer. He said, there's a little space here in the cleft of the rock. I'll hide you there and I'll pass. That was the first time a human being was seeing God in all the intensity of his glory. Elisha said, I want a double portion. How he managed to know that there was a double portion available somewhere me, I don't know. Because Elijah's anointing was the ultimate. You couldn't even imagine an anointing higher than that one. Elijah, 50 soldiers came at him. And he said, the king said, you should come say. They said, man of God, come down. And he looked at them and chuckled. If I be a man of God, let fire come down and consume of you. Elisha had built his faith. And this one is no longer every faith. Had come to know about grace to know that that one too is available. The Bible says when we know the length and breadth and height and depth of the love of God. That's why we are filled with fullness of God. Number four. Give yourself continually to prayer. Who said that? The apostles of course. Acts chapter 6. That doesn't sound like somebody going to pray for five minutes. They were not even talking about a prayer meeting. He said, we will give ourselves, continue, we will devote. If I want translation, we will focus on only this one thing. Prayer. A 
And we all have to get to this place where we give ourselves wholly to prayer. Because in giving ourselves wholly to prayer, that is where we mine the treasures. Because we are able to dig deep. Benny says, when you get on your knees to pray and you are not in a hurry to get out, you are on your knees, you don't even know how many hours you are in the closet. That is when you are dead. That's when you know that your flesh is dead. Because I'm telling you, as soon as you want to pray, that's when you remember. You will start remembering every other thing that you haven't done, that you have to do. That's your flesh talking now. We'll give ourselves. Giving yourself complete to prayer. Because it will help you to go into what we call supplication. Now, we learned yesterday that we have to pray with all forms of prayer. Exhaust all prayer. And not just that. Bible says, and watching the run to with all perseverance. You stay in the prayer until it is done. Not it is forming. Until it's done. We read about a guy who was praying and they sent the angel to bring the answer. And his angel got arrested. In fact, he says, the prince of Persia withstood me. You see, they block him. They say, you won't pass. Now, this is a demonic spirit called prince or principality ruling over Persia. They had the audacity to tell the angels, you can do whatever you like there. But here, in this zone, you can't pass. They block him. He said, they withstood me. And later, he said, I was with them for 21 days. They actually lock him for a while. So if your prayer is the one that cannot push through, your angel will be in the cell for a while. I see your angel released. <laughs> I say I see your angel released. Number five, which is the last one. Prophetic prayers. Everybody say prophetic prayers. Is it not beautiful? That a man can be so yielded to God that even in tribulation, his complaints mixed with praise become prophecy. They call it Psalms. If you read the Psalms, it's nothing, no complaints, praises that has become prophecies. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. There's a realm in prayer where the Holy Ghost takes over. We call it prophetic praying. Where it's no longer just you, but it's the Holy Ghost. He chooses the vocabulary and the tongues. Ka, 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 ka. You are groaning, birthing some things. Listen, it's so beautiful to listen to a man in the spirit pray. He starts and ends the prayer by answering it. He prophesies exactly how the Lord has answered the prayer with thanksgiving. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with not by thanksgiving the thanksgiving is what you add to flavor it 
Because see, if you tarry long in prayer enough, you are able to finish the prayer, answer the prayer. In fact, you see the prayer answered and you thank God for it. I've closed for today. May God bless you in Jesus' holy name. Thank you for tuning in to Spirit Life Broadcast with Prophet Achuma Nasser, founder of Watered Garden Churches and Manasseh Prophetic Ministries. Locate Watered Garden Ministries at the second story building from the Dansuman Roundabout off the Keep Fit Club Road. For prayer and counseling, please call 021-318-294 or 0247-831-926. Spirit Live Broadcast is brought to you by Travel Care Ghana Limited. At Travel Care Ghana Limited, we offer you car rentals and transport, estate development and maintenance, domestic and international tours, hotel and accommodation agents worldwide, ticketing and reservations, as well as driving academy and consultancy. Locate Travel Care Ghana Limited at 27 Stroke B for your street, Awudume Estates, near Chasa House. Or call us on 021-253-639. Email info at travelcaregana.com. Website www.travelcaregana.com. Travel Care, reliability is our hallmark. Thank you so much for listening. We believe this teaching has been a blessing to you. We want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast for life-defining and changing moments with the Holy Spirit. Follow us on all social media platforms at Prophet Prince Manasseh Atchu and join the Prophet Sunday services at 9 a.m. See you next week.